Waka. Hello, I'm B. Nicole, and this is Buried on the Tundra. I wish to acknowledge that I record this podcast on the ancestral land of the Yupik Chupik people. I acknowledge this is not only in thanks to the indigenous communities who have held relationships with the land for generations, but also in recognition of the historical and ongoing legacy of colonialism. Additionally, I acknowledge this as a point of reflection for all of us as we work towards dismantling colonial practices. Good News Bay is a beautiful coastal village 116 miles south of Bethel and 110 miles north of Dillingham. Good News is part of the Bethel census area, but it's part of the Bristol Bay Area Health Corporation. In 2020, the population was 258. Good News Bay is at the mouth of the Good News River. In a previous census, there were 71 households and 47 families residing in the village. The racial makeup of the village was 5.65% white, 92.61% Alaskan Native, and 1.74% were from two or more races. The median household income was $16,250. The median income for a family was 21,563. About 37.8% of families and 39% of the population were below the poverty line. When talking to members of the Good News Bay community, a sad theme runs through many families. Many families have been affected by suicide in the community. Most have been male family members. Good News Bay also has the Good News Bay River Lodge as a local accommodation. The rates include a six-day, six-and-a-half-day fishing guide trip and starts at $7,300 for two. That does not include the $1,200 round-trip charter from Anchorage and the $110 fee for the native land usage. November of 2007, 14-year-old Randy Beaver never returned home after a school dance. A week later, Randy was found face down in a slough. He was wearing a red sweatshirt, a black baseball cap, and two earrings in his left ear. He was frozen, and animals had began to interfere with decomposition. At the time of Randy's unexpected death, he had been placed with a relative by OCS the Office of Children's Services. Randy's father was incarcerated for sexual assault at the time and his mother had been convicted of child neglect in 2005. Randy and his three siblings had been moved several times living in Kenai, Good News Bay, and then Bethel. Randy's second cousin, Arlene, offered to take the four children in. Arlene was only 23 years old at the time. In January of 2007, Arlene, 
and her five-year-old son and the four beaver children moved to Bethel from Good News. Arlene recalls Randy and his brother telling her that they were going to the school dance that night. Randy had stopped going to school. The foster parent, Arlene, said that he was angry and confused about why his parents hadn't called him and why they weren't taking care of him. The November night Randy went missing was relatively warm with a high of 28 degrees. Arlene waited until the following evening to report Randy missing, thinking that he might have spent the night with his girlfriend. While giving the report to the officer, a comment was made from the officer saying that this was nice parenting. A week later, Randy's body was found in Brown Slough. The Alaska State Troopers determined the cause of death was hypothermia, with a large amount of alcohol in his system. Six months later, the remaining three beaver children were placed in a new home. Arlene and OCS thought that this was the best placement for the children. Two years after Randy's death, Vincent Beaver, his father, sued OCS for negligence causing Randy's death. In the lawsuit, he listed as defendants Bethel caseworker who placed the Beaver children with Arlene, the commissioner of DHSS at the time, and the OCS director. Vincent claimed that Arlene was unfit to care for his children. He made claims that Arlene was too young, she had a criminal record, and allegedly was abusing alcohol. Arlene denies all claims Vincent made. OCS faces pressure from the Indian Child Welfare Act, the village, and the families to keep the children in culturally appropriate placements. There are many limiting factors on placements because of this. In 2009, Bethel had 161 children in out-of-home placements. OCS tries to avoid out-of-home placements and only use it as a last resort. In 2009, OCS was paying foster parents $33.93 a day, which comes out to about $1,000 per month for keeping a child 11 years or younger. For children 12 years and older, it was $40.29 a day, which roughly came out to $1,200 each month. OCS has been a broken system. In 2008, OCS did not pass a state assessment in multiple areas, which included checking up on children and training foster parents. At the time, there were only four regional headquarters covering the whole state. The South Central region covered from Glen Allen to Kodiak to Bethel with the main office in Wasilla. The region was too big and needed to be broken up. The day after the Anchorage Daily News published an article about Vincent's lawsuit for Randy's death, an opinion piece was published discussing who is responsible for Randy's death. The author even went so far to state, neither of the people who should have been responsible for Randy bothered to take the time 
from their alcohol-fueled, violent lives to straighten out and raise him in a sober, kind, and loving home. The author clearly believed that the parents are the ones to blame for Randy's death. Randy Beaver was only 14 years old when he passed away in November of 2007. He was described as a very happy child, willing to help others, such as his little sisters and elders. He would help haul water and wood for his grandfather in good news. He's greatly missed by his siblings and other family members. You can find case pictures source materials, and a case map showing you the locations of each of the villages I've talked about, go to buriedonthetundra.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Buried on the Tundra. You can also follow me on Instagram at Buried on the Tundra Podcast. Like, subscribe, review the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Next week, we're going to look at the legend of Gabriel Fox. If you'd like to suggest a case, please send an email to buriedonthetundra at gmail.com. Warmest wishes from the coldest state.